Welcome back, everyone, to another Eat Speed podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. We, we are going to talk more barbecue today, Steve, because we have a special guest. We have, you know, a, sort of you know, the one of the royal family of Texas restaurateurs is here, Larry Levine. Uh, once upon a time, he started a little restaurant company named Chili's. Now he's in the barbecue business. He's going to tell us all about it. Larry, welcome to the Eat Speed podcast. Yeah, thank you. Enjoy being here. Uh, Loop 9 Barbecue is still uh, in the finishing stages in Grand Prairie. It's not open yet. Don't go yet, but go about the middle of March to Loop 9 Barbecue. It's on the bush near Chicken and Pickle. Uh, that means something to a lot of people if you know anything about uh, the chicken and pickle. So, uh, Larry, tell us about Loop 9 Barbecue. Well, we have Larry's photo, but we don't have Larry, Steve. Yeah, Larry, so. uh, um well, I mean, <laughs> well, what what Larry was saying was that you know he's worked on, um, he, he's developed this new restaurant in that uh, really uh, developing area, Grand Prairie, along the bush, and it's so kind of along the Arlington Grand Prairie border uh, by the uh, by the uh, pickleball uh, restaurant that's over there, and he's been working on barbecue restaurants for several years. And I hope he'll call back in and talk to us here. You know, Steve, when, when Larry started working on barbecue, he wanted to be as good as Franklin. He started yeah. 1050, and now this is, was this is kind of kind of in Richardson, and, the, and this is his new venture. Well, I, we, we need to see if Larry comes back. Steve, we can talk about Valentine's Day. Where'd you go for Valentine's Day? Let's see. Well, uh, we went uh, to the 61 with Asteria. Is that you went to 61? I went to 61. Well, I mean, we went we went there a couple of days. We early. did not go together. I want to yeah yeah clear. we did not go out <laughs> we together. We went a couple of days Valentine's. early. We didn't uh, we didn't actually go on Valentine's Day. So. Well, sixty one is really great, and I know mm -hmm. Adam came and talked to us about opening it last year, and mm -hmm. it's uh, sixty one is on uh, West Seventh and uh, facing Burnett Park. It's the new Italian restaurant that that he's opened there. Uh, it's open now for lunch and dinner. And uh, Saturday lunch, and we'll be adding a Sunday lunch uh, in the middle of March. So I think that 61, and, and you, know, you remember when we had him on, Adam, and I discussed whether to call it Osteria, Osteria, the, uh, we just call it 61, everyone calls it 61. So yeah. the, um, I think the, the Serpenti pasta was the best dish. And yeah, that's, uh, that's the one that looks like a snake and, uh, has ricotta cheese and lemon preserves and mushrooms. Oh, that was the one you liked too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we uh, Susan had that. Yeah, I think the serpenti was the big hit, and also the uh, fennel sausage and white bean soup oh, was, was really good. exceptionally good. So, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, that, yeah. That was, Susan had a, uh, I'd say like a salad, a bib lettuce salad, and she said that was the best salad she ever had. Really? Okay. <laughs> I had the Caesar, and it was just an okay Caesar, and mm -hmm. and then they had. Uh, a, an interesting, they had a, a, a uh, interesting dessert that was like tiramisu in a bowl for two. It was like a whole bowl full of tiramisu that was had, really good, really soaked, really good. So we had the gelato. Yeah, I, and that's it. We had the gelato too. So and the, mm -hmm. the the gelato was good, but that that serpente, I think, mm -hmm. is uh, is one of the real highlights on the menu. So yeah, I think yeah. Adam's off to a good start. Mm-hmm. And then we have Quince will be opening up in March or April, and somewhere along in there, Loop 9 Barbecue will be opening up if Larry will come back in. Gosh, Steve, yeah. I wanted to ask him what he orders at Chili's these days. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, you know, he, uh, what, 
how long ago how long ago was Chili's? He started that. How many years ago was that? He started Chili's in the late seventies, I'm pretty sure. I went to the first one out on North Central Expressway mm-hmm. when it opened. That's gonna tell you how far back I'd go. Uh-huh. And uh, it uh, I think it was, you know, back in that 77, 78 the, time. Uh-huh. Right. Oh, I think maybe we yeah, have power. I'll see and see Larry. Hear a voice. Yeah. Larry, are you there? Okay. Are you there? Well, I, so I guess we shouldn't apply for the IT department at the station. Is that right? Uh, can you can you even hear us? Yes. Okay. okay. Tell us what you've got at Loop Nine Barbecue. People are already calling in their orders. I say. <laughs> well, we we call we think we're in the category of premium barbecue, uh, which means you you buy prime brisket and artisanal pork and everything's made in house and from scratch. And it's we're at the try to be at the top level of barbecue. Now, you tried to do the barbecue business for a while. You started out with 1050 um, almost 10 years ago, and you, you've kind of refined it. At one point, you were going to have a 1050 in Grapevine, but that didn't work out. Kind of tell us the ins and outs of your career in barbecue. Well, a, a friend uh, asked me to uh, do a barbecue restaurant with him, and uh, we decided we either wanted to be on the toll road, Dallas toll road, or on Central Expressway. So the b- building was available on Central Expressway, and uh, we went about designing and building the building. And I spent a year or two uh, learning about barbecue and sacrificing a lot of cows and pigs to learn how to do barbecue. So what did you work on first, and what do you feel like you're doing the best? It, it looks to me like uh, that, uh, and you'll talk about this in just a minute too. It looks to me like your pies may be as big a deal as a barbecue, but well, tell us about what you've got. We're, uh, we, I like to say, we try to make everything as complicated as we can. Uh, the, the first thing on a barbecue restaurant is you got to have a great brisket and we buy the best prime brisket we can cook it on an all wood fire and respect it and try to not abuse it and, and serve a great product. And, uh, uh most barbecue restaurants have some kind of dessert. We're very serious about desserts and have a lot of, have a lot of great homemade pies and later cheesecakes. So uh, we think they're very special. And where do you fit into the market here in the Metroplex? So we've got Terry uh, Blacks has bought a Fort Worth place now. He's in Dallas and Fort Worth. Pecan uh, Lodge has been around for a while. Lockhart, you're kind of between two Lockhart stores. You, you know, wh- Where do you think you fit into the market? Yeah, we, I think you're accurate on the, the category we think we're in with uh, Pecan Lodge and Terry Blacks and, and the others you mentioned. That's the category we're in. There, there's a lot of uh, mid-priced, middle-of-the-road barbecue houses that do a great job, but we think we're in that category of the restaurants you named that, that are dealing in prime barbecue and artisanal pork products. Is this a seven-day-a-week lunch and dinner restaurant, yes. or is it a... Uh, just open until the meat runs out restaurant? No, it's a seven-day-a-week lunch and dinner. Okay. Steve, what do you see there? What would you like to ask? Uh, well, uh, when I was looking at the meats, I did see you had beef ribs. I mean, and that's, you know, something that uh, I was curious, you know, because beef is so expensive right now. Uh, are y'all going to be doing that all the time? Or is that like occasionally? Or yeah, we'll, we'll have a weekly special. We haven't decided which the one day of the week we'll have the beef ribs there. You know, it's almost like eating a prime rib. It, it's it, the, the kind of sad situation is they're very expensive and because and, you're dealing with a very expensive cut of meat. So, you know, they could be 30 or $40 because they weigh so much. So, but we will have it as a special from time to time for people that want to have a special occasion with barbecue. 
Also, is it like a la carte or is, do you have like plate lunches too? No, it's all a la carte. We sell it by the pound. By the pound, okay. And what are the pies again? Well, we're going to start out with a, a banana pudding, a key lime, uh, then a chocolate pie and a coconut pie. And then later we'll be adding fruit pies and cheesecakes. As you're, you're seeing a picture there, the pie shop uh, where we'll sell pies and, and also be the to-go area for the restaurant. If you order barbecue and you want to come pick it up, you'll come in the, a separate door where the pie shop is. Now, what all are the dining options in that development? You're, I, I believe you described this as being behind the pickleball out there. That's but, correct. Uh, for people Actually, who haven't found their way to the bush, you know, tell us, tell us what all is out there. Well, next, uh, you, the, you pass by the Grand Prairie Police and, and Jail System, and I suggest you pass by that. And, uh, you turn in the Epic Central, which is right behind Pickleball, as you talked about, and there's Loop 9, and next to us is a concept called The Finch, which they have some multiple locations in Dallas. Next to that's another one of the Milkshake Productions concepts called Vidora, and next door to that is a burger pizza concept, serious pizza uh, concept. And then slightly just south of uh, Pickleball, they're going to do a breakfast uh, concept and then I believe a sushi concept. So nobody's going to starve in this complex. Uh, well, it sounds like as soon as you get out of the Grand Prairie Jail, you'll be able to get a good meal. Absolutely. We want the first meal to be a good one for you. That's right. Did you ever dream you'd be uh, going on the air to talk about your new grand opening in Grand Prairie? No, I'm gonna. This is the first time, so I'm having a lot of fun. Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, talk a little bit about your history for those who aren't familiar with what you did last century. That was a big deal. It was kind of part of the the great uh, the great outbreak of corporate restaurants uh, that started in Dallas, where there was Bennigan's Steak and Ale and Chili's, and That's you know right. just the, the all the great traditions. Talk about that you know, where you fit in and, and uh, what you started, what you were doing back then? Well, two childhood friends and I uh, had an idea for a concept of just a very simple burger concept, trying to make a great hamburger and fresh fries. And the only thing drink we could think we could sell you would be a margarita. So we picked that. And we were early on the curve for casual restaurants at the time. There were a few Fridays and, and steak and ales, as you mentioned, but it was mostly you'd either go to a cafe or a you know, white tablecloth restaurants. So the, we were on the early curve of casual dining. And our our goal was to create a place that it, our, our back story that we had was we wanted the place be the place exciting enough that you could bring a first date there. So we had comfortable booths and night lighting and fun jukebox and very friendly servers, very simple, high quality menu. And we were fortunate it, it caught on. And now there's 1,600 of them. What do you, when you are somewhere and you wind up going to a Chili's for some reason at the airport or wherever, what do you order? What do you think is still uh, a go-to order at Chili's? They, they still do, they, they have refocused on the hamburger and it's it's back to pretty good quality right now. They're doing a good job with the hamburger. And if you, if you ask them, they'll make you a chili cheeseburger. And that's usually what I get, which I probably had a few hundred of those. And chili was a big deal back then, and chili still kind of evolved, but it's it's, uh, it's yeah, still they, a good order. Yeah, when we put chili on the menu initially, I'd been involved with the chili cook-offs in Terlingua uh, with Carol Shelby, and we, we, we put chili on the menu. We didn't really think we'd sell a lot of it, but we thought it was something that people talk about. They'll, they'll talk about 
where they like barbecue and they'll talk about chili. They don't talk about where they got their last meatball sandwich. And the interesting thing about chili and barbecue, if you ask 10 people about their idea for the right chili or barbecue, you'll get 10 different answers and theirs is the only answer. So we put chili on to have something to talk about in the, in the, in the newspaper, in the press. And on. We wound up selling a lot of chili, but we really didn't. That, that was not the intention when we did it. And it was about at the same time as Tolbert's opened his restaurant. And of course, they still have a restaurant in, in, uh, in Grapevine, Kathleen does. Yeah, we were, I don't know, um, uh, we were years ahead of them. They, they opened yeah. after we did. Okay, it was the chili tradition was, was out there, but then they yeah. decided to open their restaurant too. So. Yeah, and Chili's has refocused and tried to go back to their the original recipe that we had, and they've gotten pretty close. So a chili cheeseburger, something if somebody wants to live something out of the past, they still do a good job with that. It's still something there. Well, nowadays, you know, when people talk about uh, chilies, it's considered the mom and dad's restaurant. It's where the yeah, parents took you. Yeah, and right. so the young people are looking for something a little different or a little more special. Is that what you're trying to bring them here with a barbecue concept? Uh, where, you know, in, in, in Dallas, There'll never be too many barbecue restaurants and there'll never be too many Tex-Mex restaurants in that the public can eat an enormous amount of that in the Metroplex. So, you know, we think if we do a good job that we've got a, a, a chance to break into the market, certainly in this in this area and bring a premium barbecue house here. Steve, what do you see going on right now? Uh, it, it looks to me like in order to have a good barbecue restaurant, you have to have a feud with your brother or something. It, uh, <laughs> You got the blacks are feuding, and and now the Hutchins are feuding. And you know, Larry, do you have a feud going with anybody? Not that I'm going to talk about. No, no, we, <laughs> we don't have a feud going with anybody. Steve, what do you see as the trend right now in barbecue? What do you see happening? Uh, well, I'm at the, I, you know, I think it's kind of getting more towards West Texas barbecue kind of is, is the flavor that we're, I'm, I'm taste, tasting more around here. The Mexican. Yeah, Mexican is good. I mean, uh, there's there's a lot of stuff going on with barbecue right now. Now someone's trying to order a barbecue at my house, I think. So. <laughs> Sorry about that. We're, we're having our luck today, aren't we? Let, maybe we just ought to throw up more pictures of barbecue. Here. Yeah, I was going to see what uh, we had here. and uh, It seems like they have a – is that like a bar, an, a bar yeah, here? It's, it's a big – bar uh the uh full service bar that you see when you walk in and then in that other picture will show you a counter where you step up and order the right there you step up and order the meat from a cashier she calls out to the barbecue cutter he cuts the meat to whatever uh, quantity you want and she hands it back to you on a tray and you, and you sit down and serve yourself a drink and sit at the table and well originally go ahead and the trays all are set up right you know you have uh Looks like the what what sides and stuff are you have doing? I have uh, home uh, uh, potato salad, coleslaw, a Mexican elote corn, a corn and beans, and mm -hmm. then we have fresh French fries and onion rings and fried okra. Looks like you have something wrapped in bacon over there. Uh, yeah, we have jalapeno uh, cheese stuffed jalapenos wrapped in bacon. They're kind of addictive. <laughs> Sounds good. Larry, when you started, you were trying to compare yourself to Franklin and say you wanted to uphold that kind of, of quality. But where do you think barbecue's gone since then? What do you see as the, kind of the, the evolution of barbecue since we started all this craft barbecue movement in Texas? Well, I, yeah, I think it's 
you know, it, it appeals to a slightly different customer than the average middle of the road barbecue. I mean, we have a lot of, uh, you know, hundreds of them in the Metroplex, but when you get in the premium market that, that, like I said before, that, that means prime brisket. And the interesting thing about that premium barbecue market and then Terry Black's is a good example. Uh, I, I enjoy Terry Black's. I think they do a great job. They're one of the places to do a great job that and Cadillac and, and, Pecan Lodge. And uh, I kid in that if you go to Terry Black's and your check average is $40, you've cheated them. I mean, it's very easy to spend $45 or $50 on a premium barbecue because people tend to order and their eyes are bigger than their stomach. The good thing about barbecue is it's easy to order too much, but if you order too much, you can take it home and eat it the next day and, and, and still have a good product. If you did that with fried shrimp or something, it's not going to be good the next day. So people tend to order too much, but they can take it with them. We make it easy for them to take some home and have it the next day. And people don't hold that against us. And then so people are clear. I mean, Grand Prairie's got the little place called Zavala's that's, you yes. know, won a lot of uh, prizes and awards. And you know, what you're doing is really pretty different uh, as far as size and scale of what they do. Yeah, it's, he, he's a nice guy in a charming little place and serves some great, reliable barbecue. But we're trying to do a, a little different spin on that, you know, much, much bigger operation than in his operation. But well, Larry, does, when do you think? Go ahead. No, I was going to say he does a great job for what he's doing. When uh, do you think he'll be open? March 6th is our opening. Steve, go ahead. Uh, do, let's see. Do you have any sausage? We do have sausage from Myers Sausage Company in Elgin, Texas. They've been making it 100 years, and they have a special blend they make for us. That's the one thing we buy from outside is the sausage, and we make everything else in-house. I really like sausage. So is it the, the jalapeno or cheese? Yeah, we have a plain and then a jalapeno cheddar. Okay. And I want the jalapeno yeah. cheddar. Well, we'll have it for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they are. That's that's a good sausage company. And then Syracuse up here in Ponder's good. And yes, they do. We, we've got a lot of good sausage companies here. Yeah. Uh, and now, anything else we need to know? So you take the bush, and you take what exit? Give us the directions for everybody the who can't get the afterward. There's Ark. It's the Arkansas exit, and then you go one more exit, and you'll see a big sign that says Epic Central, and you turn in. Uh, when you turn in, you can go to the left, go to Pickleball, you go straight and you go to all the restaurants. So we're really excited to get open and, and be able to show the world what we're doing. And we're talking about Luke 9 Barbecue and you'll be open around spring break, it sounds like. Is that yes. right? That's right. Yeah. And we're looking forward to that. All right. Well, Larry Levine gave you the world chilies and now is bringing Luke 9 Barbecue to Grand Prairie. I, can you open more Luke 9s or what do you plan to do with the concept? Yeah, we plan it. We, once we get this one settled in, we plan to do some more stores. Yes. And what other locations? Anything else in the uh, Metroplex? We haven't looked yet. That, that's too early to look. Okay. In, in the Metroplex, if you have a location, you need to be prepared to sign a lease tomorrow because it's very competitive. So we're really going to wait till we're ready to start looking for a location. Yeah. I think I can point to people to about one part of Tarrant County that doesn't have a craft barbecue restaurant planned or underway. yet. I think maybe out toward Eagle Mountain Lake, they don't have anything, but otherwise uh, everybody's either got something already or got something on the map for, uh, yeah, since Fort Worth made the uh, barbecue capital in the last Daniel Vaughn, Texas monthly ratings, everybody wants to move into the market. That's good. Well, the more the merrier. <laughs> Barbecue is not going to go out of fashion, so we love that. 
All right. Well, come on. We'll, we'll look forward to seeing you on the bush somewhere around spring break. Larry Levine gave the world chilies and now gives the world Loop 9 barbecue. Steve, any more thoughts? Uh, well, one thing you said, more to marry you. That's every time I talk to somebody that's in the barbecue business, that's what they say. More to marry. They, you know, they, 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 they're very open to other people doing barbecue. Yeah. Hurtado loves seeing Panther City and they love seeing, you know, Smokeaholics. Everybody is, you know, very, there's a great deal of camaraderie in the barbecue. That's world. right. Yeah. So, Good to have you. I'll be over for pie. Thank you very much, right, Larry, good. for being Enjoy our guest Thank today. You. Thank you on the Speed Podcast. Until next time, I'm Doug Kennedy. And Steve Wilson.